You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. No bye week for us. We're recording for you. And we'll have a look ahead later in the week when it comes to the players returning to practice, a preview versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. But right now, that bye week hits right in the middle. Strong second half of the season coming up. And uh, Mike, who's your second half breakout players right now? All right. Uh... I mean, I guess we'll just keep naming them until <laughs> we don't have time or something. Uh, the first one I think of is uh, it's hard for him to get worse. I feel like the season long stats will bear out an okay season, even if he does have a second half breakout type performance. But I kind of feel like Jonah Williams is going to be fine. I I hope, so. I hope so too. Maybe that's hope and not a realistic thought, but he's just played worse than last year. And that was unexpected. I never, I, I don't know if I thought of him becoming some elite left tackle, but I did think of him as being a stable left tackle, like a Jake Matthews type. And he has not been that this year. If he can get up around that level for the second half of the year, I consider that a, a bit of a breakout considering how the first half of the year went, if he could just get consistently pretty good play. So that is the first guy to come to mind and I know he just gave up a sack and people are upset with him. And he gave up a sack the week before. <laughs> you know, he's up to nine on the year, according to PFF. Not great, but um, I think he'll get better. We'll see, though. Yeah, the thing that annoys me the most about the Jonah Williams play right now is early on in his career, we always just kind of said, if this guy can stay healthy, he's going to be a legit piece of the offensive line. And we didn't have a lot of comparisons on the line at that time. And you just needed Jonah Williams to stay healthy because the rest was pretty much a liability. But I agree with you. What scares me is the division play. The thing about your division opponents, they're very familiar with you. Um, and it's it's a struggle so far for Cincinnati to start the season when you think of the Pittsburgh game, the Browns game, the Baltimore game. But he's just not good against elite guys on the other side. And Miles Garrett owns him, unfortunately. And Miles Garrett isn't going anywhere anytime soon. So that kind of bothers me. And it's worrisome when I think of the future of Jonah Williams there. And can he keep up with the elite people on the other side? Yeah. Um... Yeah, Miles Garrett thinks unfortunate, but Miles Garrett's going to beat anybody uh, unless you went out and signed a Tron Armstead or traded for Trent Williams or whatever, like one of the elite left tackles. Then he won't dominate that guy. But yeah, you need to not lose as bad. <laughs> you, know, you need to die a little bit slower, you know, not maybe give up pressures, not sacks type thing. Because uh, not everybody's given up a bunch of sacks to Garrett. Mm-hmm. They get beat, but, you know, they take long enough that the quarterback's able to get the ball away. I know Burrow's a guy that holds on to the ball, but 
those sacks are quick. <laughs> um, he was really good against Baltimore, and I don't want to dismiss that his kneecap was floating around. <laughs> That's wild to me that he came back in the game. The same game, yeah, came back after it seemed like that might have been his season. So I don't want to discount, like, discredit that too much because that is what I think would be a serious injury, but it also just seems like his – I don't know if it's confidence or whatever, but it seems like it's not just his knee that's been affecting these sacks. It's like his hands, his upper body, letting guys get into his chest. So maybe that's like, I don't feel comfortable on this knee, so it's kind of affecting everything. But I want to see the upper body at least look good so that when I watch a sack, I'm like, oh, well, he just, you know, the knee isn't as strong as it was or something. It's hard to have that excuse when he just gets beat around the outside by a seventh round rookie. Yeah, I, I want to stay with the offensive line for breakout players. Um, I'll, I'll go to the other tackle, Lyle Collins. I think we saw a little bit of a splash of that in the Panthers game and just little bits and pieces of the first half of the season. We've talked about it plenty on this podcast. Uh, you know, missed a lot of training camp, didn't get those preseason reps. And again, I'm not really down on the preseason reps. It's more of the training camp reps with your team and getting those valuable practices in. And he didn't get that. He was battling an injury. And one of the things that I like what Cincinnati's done with him is he doesn't practice throughout the week. I mean, if he gets a limited practice on Thursday, they don't practice too hard on Fridays. Uh, he's out there, but sits out Wednesday as a vet rep. And I think that's extremely important in season because Lyell missed all of last week before they before they played the Panthers due to an illness, an unfortunate illness. You never want to be sick, but he played on Sunday and he was ready to go. Didn't need those practice reps. So I think he's my breakout player because you want to see that in his first year in Cincinnati because we've talked about it before, the excitement of this free agent signing, what they were able to do when it comes to the pieces they added in free agency. And I still, I agree with you before in our past segment, it's an okay offensive line. I mean, if it wants to get better when you think of the tackle positions and Jonah and Lyle, which was surprising to me when it comes to the struggles of the offensive line. And if you would have told me before the season, those were the two pieces that would struggle the most. I'd been like, Oh, wow. That's a little surprising. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, maybe this bye week does, does good for Lyle going into the really back half of a um oh man I, it's it's still wild to think of the week by week opponents this team will have to face the rest of the season and I think if they find a way to get to 10 wins or it might take 11 when it comes to that wild card spot go ahead and crown Joe Burrow MVP of the season because <laughs> because you have to do it again on a one and I hate this part the toughest schedule in the NFL People said that about their schedule last year, and they proved to beat some of the best in the NFL when it really mattered, and they took the division. But I, I just, I, I guess it goes hand in hand with your offensive line. If your tackles are producing and they're protecting you, I have all the faith in the world that Joe Burrow is going to go light it up in the second half of the season. Yeah, well, just to me comes down to how much healthier can the back get from this bye week? <laughs> because if it gets much healthier and he plays up to where he was in Dallas. Yeah, that's a huge breakout. He's the top five right tackle when he's fully healthy. He clearly hasn't been fully healthy. He's been kind of not good. Um, there's been some games, but mostly not great performance from him. I could see it, but that one scared me more of just in like, I have no idea how a back's going to react to getting that extra week of rest and all that. And he has the tough first week test. Although I guess Jonah gave up more sacks in that game. He faces T.J. Watt in the first week back, which I guess Jonah gave up three sacks to Alex Highsmith, so I can't discredit Highsmith, who I think is a good player. He's not T.J. Watt, 
and I need Jonah to not give up three sacks to that guy. But both the tackles get an early test uh, for the second half breakout. Maybe they both fail and we both look stupid right away. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what happens. But I'm, but hoping, but I'm hoping it's really good. And they're like, oh, wow, no sacks. The, the Bengals' luck is T.J. Watt coming back just in time for that second matchup. Uh, and, and, again, you want everyone to be healthy out there. And I know T.J. is active for the Saints game today, so he'll be back out there a week before uh, they'll face the Cincinnati Bengals. But, wow, yeah, that's going to be a huge test. And, you know, we'll, we'll get the preview predictions going on later this week. But, yeah, that kind of terrifies me just a little bit because it's a little deja vu of what we saw in week one, and everybody knows what T.J. Watt can do on that defense, and he can wreck a game, which he did. Early on. Yeah. But uh, uh, everybody on that Steelers defensive line felt like That's true. a good game. <laughs> like uh, the only guys I could think of that didn't was like, uh, I guess Alu Alu didn't have a good game, but that's their nose tackle. Hayward, they all had really good games. I'm like, uh, that's uh maybe one of those guys could have a good game. Come on. <laughs> yeah, just one, just one stay healthy. I want you to stay healthy on that defense, but uh please. Please just have an average game. That would be uh, very helpful because this team needs a division win more than anything right now. But again, we'll look ahead later in the week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We'll flip, we'll flip to the – we'll stay on the offensive side, actually, when you think of okay. breakout players. Who else in a position group do you feel like is just going to have that breakout in the second Ooh, half? Joe Mixon, right? Uh, breakout compared to what he was in the first half. People wanted him benched. I think the second half of the year he's going to go, all right, uh, hot take, and I can get dunked on. Do it. I think, I think he averages five yards a carrier more over the second half of the year. In a heartbeat, take it. Every day of the week. Uh, it's at like three three right now so i felt like it was hot enough take that i'd have to preface it with that but i feel like he's been good since the scheme changed the game against cleveland is stuck in everybody's mind but he was over five yards to carry against i believe he's over five yards against baltimore against um new orleans and this past week he was at seven so three games he was over five yards to carry the falcons game he was lower but that's because they gave him a whole bunch of pound this in situations and then the cleveland game he wasn't good but one game out of five not being good since that scheme change is fine to me. And they face a little bit softer run defenses at times the second half of the year, I think. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'll stop my head. Um, but, like, I, I don't think of Kansas City as a really tough run defense. So if they could – they might have to throw to keep up in that game. Either way, I think he'll be efficient the second half of the year. I think all the talks of him getting benched will quiet down and uh, he'll end the year at a decent – average rate but i think over the second half of the year five yards to carry i'm saying it okay this is a dumb question i know we've talked about joe mixon plenty in the first half of this podcast this season do you think the scheme change is going to be something that they can keep up with that defenses won't be able to adjust to and stop and do you think a little bit of that confidence after the panthers game is what's going to help joe mixon going forward 
Yes and yes. Uh, so the scheme change, the thing that's so great about it for the offense is just that now they run everything well from the gun. They can run well from the gun. They can pass well from the gun. So it just makes them way more unpredictable. Compared to the first half of the year, we had all those conversations about every time they go under center, it's a pass or maybe it's a play action pass. They don't drop back under center. Uh, defenses aren't respecting the play action. They're just hitting burrow or they're getting the mix in. They're flying downhill. Now they're not doing that because you can't fly downhill when burrow's in the gun. Um, to me, I think this is going to – it works for the offensive line better because they, they work better trying to push guys and move vertically than they do running horizontally and trying to move guys that way. Even though I think Mixon's good on that wide zone stuff, he's good on the uh, gap power, all that stuff too. So I think it's tough for defenses to sell out and stop it when they don't know what's coming based off of the formation or where Burrow goes. I'll say with offense and I'll pick mine. I have two players in mind, but the first one, I feel like his whole career, he's been underrated. So I'm not even going to use him. And the second person I mentioned, I hope it isn't because Jamar Chase isn't back. I hope Jamar Chase is back, but I hope this player still has a breakout year too. Uh, I was going to say Tyler Boyd, but I feel like he's been efficient enough when they finally started to use him after the first few weeks of this NFL season. He is what he is, but I'm not going to use Tyler Boyd because I feel like that's easy again. I want Jamar Chase back out there. I want this the wide receiver room to stay healthy. But I'm just going to – you know what? I'm just going to throw a curveball. Give me Stanley Morgan to come up and oh, yeah. four blocks. Give me Stanley Morgan touchdowns. I want them to deep, deep dive into the playbook and just change it all the way up. I mean, you play Kansas City December 4th at home. Everybody's like, they're going to stop Jamar Chase because they don't want to see Jamar Chase go all over that secondary. Oh, T. Higgins is healthy. You have him on the other side. Tyler Boyd's out there. You know what? Stanley Morgan for six. I'm just, I'm going to take his moments here and there as someone who's blocking, who makes a couple plays, and is a strong wide receiver in the wide receiver room going forward. I love this. I thought you were going Trent Taylor, but yeah, Stanley Morgan, if I can get you know, if I get three highlight blocks on touchdowns, that's yep. breakout to me. What a, what a guy. Um, do we want to quickly hit yes, let's a hit pair defense. of defensive players? We spoke so defense. much on the we offense. <laughs> They're the better unit so far. Um, okay. I'm going to go with another guy that I feel like Bengals fans, you know, don't love. But I think Jesse Bates' second half breakout. You're going to say that. Uh, yeah, he just had a great game. So that's on my mind. Um, he's going to have to play better because the corners are injured. So to me, Jesse Bates' second half breakout, I think he's going to earn that big contract, probably not in Cincinnati, but somewhere, and he'll earn it uh, by playing well the second half and hopefully through a playoff push. I will say this guy. And he's had his moments when he's healthy. But I know how fan bases feel about him. I feel like it's – I feel like it's maybe 70-30 in Cincinnati when it comes to this guy. But I'm here for Eli Apple Redemption 2.0 again because we saw it a little bit in 2021. I wanted him so badly to get that pick six against Patrick Mahomes <laughs> in the game because he was so close and it's wild what happened. It was uh, in his hands. He was running the other way. I think he just had the vision of what, you know, <laughs> what, what celebration am I doing? <laughs> Twitter would have broke. I know. If he would have had that and he would have probably stayed on Twitter for 24 hours because that that dude, I, I know, again, I know how certain fan bases feel about him. And there are some in Cincinnati who feel a certain way. But, hey, I'm all about someone's career just staying at an all time high on different teams. And this guy doing it again, doing enough like he did last year. 
and they need all the help in the secondary through this back half of the season. So I'm for Eli Apple having just a breakout second half, and he's had a few moments when healthy. Um, so I don't want to discredit what he's been able to do, but I'll, I'll go Eli. But all right, real quick, one more. Oh, okay. Um, second half, I will go. Uh, it's hard. Yeah, because it's hard to quantify what is the breakout. But a guy who hasn't had a ton of turnovers, I think that will change. Logan Wilson, uh, big turnover machine last year. What's he? He has at least the one pick that I know of. But it felt like last year he was getting a pick every two weeks. So I think that'll start swinging back in his favor. He'll get a few more interceptions, be a bit of a game changer. And he's, to me, on film, he's better this year than he was last year, even though he's not getting all the interceptions. That's great news for the defense. If Logan Wilson is better than he was last year, I will take it. I'm making this really quick, but it's a fan favorite. I'm staying with the fans. I'm listening to them on social media. Dax Hill reps. Dax Hill is going to get some reps in a good way, in a good way, because Lou is a scientist. He's going to have crazy packages. Dax is going to have a breakout year in the second half of the season to get fans really excited for the Dax Hill hive going into next year when he is a starter for this team. But I'm also here for Jesse Bates in the second half because we were way too critical of him. And this is his last year in Cincinnati. I'll say it right now. I, I, I feel like it's going to be. So I'm all about both of those guys riding high to the second half of the season, which doesn't make sense that I'm saying both like kind of leaning towards Jesse, but also Dax Hill. But I'm here for it. Anything is possible with this defense and Lou in the second half of the season. And you need all the help you can get when you think about these quarterbacks that we're going to be seeing very, very, very soon. Yeah. Need all the help we can get against um, Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. I mean, let's. <laughs> no, I know it gets much harder. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. You shouldn't say anything about the Pittsburgh Steelers until that game. Until that oh, game. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not going to say me. there is nothing bad to say about the Pittsburgh Steelers right now until you can get They're a win. They're a fine because... organization that beat the Bengals earlier this season. I can't say too much, even though I thought the Bengals would win that game. Yeah, that's um, I'm still bitter about it. And our producer, Nick, says, be afraid of Kenny Pickett at this moment. I'm afraid of anything, mostly T.J. White. But uh, it's a defense that scares me much more. Yep. What? One hundred percent. But yeah, bye week edition. It's always game day in Cincinnati. Make sure you follow along. Bengals underscore Sands at LNDS Patterson. We will be back Tuesday and Thursday to preview the week ahead. Cincinnati gets back from bye week and back into AFC North play. Thank you, as always, for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. <laughs>